0: Do you feel like there is more to you and more for you that God has a greater purpose and calling for your life, but you're not exactly sure where to start or how to start? Well, the Queen Arise course is designed with you in mind, and I am here to confirm that there is more and God's plans for you are great. He desires for you to tap into the faith and belief in him. That is on the inside of you. Queen, I'm telling you, it's time to arise and take your rightful place as God's royalty. I believe God has graced me to encourage you, to push you, to take possession of the promises of God. And now, yes, now is the time for you to go all the way in. I'm pumped. I'm excited you all. So the fall edition of the Queen Arise course is coming up soon. October 12th, 2023 is when we kick off with five weeks of of joy biblical teaching prayer holy spirit encounters accountability expert guidance knowledgeable interactions and discussions personalized mentorship you're going to be with a group of women that will help hold you accountable and they're all goal oriented right they're not settling for less i'm pumped because my dear sister monique o'neill co-founder of Divine Interventions and Moni Council. She's a two-time author of the book's 365 Prayers for Your Wife and for Your Husband. And she's going to be joining us teaching on overcoming fear and walking in faith. So if this sounds like you, I need you to jump in on this course. And so registration is open now. Go to my show notes and you'll see the link to visionspeakconsulting.com. Click on the book book uh, Dr. Candace, it's a new website, y'all, so I'm trying to remember the language. Click on the book, Dr. Candace link at the top right-hand corner, and you will see the information on how to sign up for the course. From now until September 21st, the course is 50% off. It's a great deal. We just launched the website, and so we're doing this sale for you. So go to visionspeakconsulting.com, Book Dr. Candice and you'll see all the information. We need you, queen, in this course. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Vision Speak Live podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Candace. I'm so glad you decided to tune in. It's not by accident that you are here. It's a divine appointment. And I believe you are going to leave inspired, challenged, and motivated to arise and move forward into your true identity and purpose. Vision Speak Consulting exists to help you discover and cultivate your dreams, strengths, and purpose through education and action with kindness. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of Vision Speak Live. I am so grateful to welcome my sister, yes, Ashley Hall, to the podcast. Welcome, Ashley. Hey, thanks for having me. So glad to be here. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. yes. I'm so glad that Ashley said yes, and you all get to hear from one of God's best, God's daughter, um, about her story. And so um, I would love for you, Ashley, well, first, let me say this. I'm going to do my, no, um, no, 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 no. Now I'm going to have you introduce yourself first and then I'll fill in. <laughs> so just tell our listeners a little bit about um,
1: who Ashley Hall is. Well, first and foremost, I am a daughter of a king, <laughs> a child of the most high. Yes. Um And I knew you were going to ask me that question, you know, as I was looking over the questions and consequently I've been asked that question like three times in the last, what, week and a half um, since I've started school. So my faculty interview they asked me, well, who is Ashley? Who's Ashley Hall? Then a couple of days later I met with a minister who was Ashley Hall. Um, and so just kind of thinking of it, you know, pretty much the same spiel, like I'm a mother, I'm a wife, um, I'm a daughter, I'm an aunt, I'm a friend. I am a servant, servant of the Lord, a slave of God. Um, I am an employee um, and, and all that and all those things are great, but then really thinking about it. And after looking over the list of affirmations that you have sent us in the Queen Arise class, shout out to the master class. Um, the verse that caught me was but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And I believe that is first Corinthians 15, 10. And that just resonated with me because it, by his grace, I am all those things because of God's grace. I am a mother because of God's grace. I am a wife, you know, because of God's grace, you know, I am a friend, I am a daughter, I am here, I am what I am. Um, so that, yeah, that just, that resonates with me. <laughs>
0: Ooh, that is fire that is fire that might be the title (laughs) of this episode it's always after the fact when I think about okay when am I gonna title Mm. this that's so good um and when I think about God's grace, right? And I heard my former pastor, well, always my pastor, but shout out to Dr. Ephraim Williams based Bates Memorial Baptist Church, and I love it because he broke down the difference between grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. Where grace is, um, if I'm not mistaken, that we we get what we don't deserve. It's getting what we don't deserve, right? Right. So as you were saying, you know, by the grace of God, I am what I am. It's like, okay, you coming into that knowledge that it's, it's because of his grace, right? It's, it's, you're those things and you really maybe could say that you didn't deserve those
1: things, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would you? No, no. Yeah, definitely. Especially. You know, the wildlife style I had growing up, you know, just one, you know, being promiscuous, um, getting, you know, caught up in a life of really sex trafficking, you know, being a prostitute. Like for a long time, I didn't think I deserved to get married. I didn't deserve to be, you know, with any man. I didn't think any man would love me and love that part of me. You know, here I was, you know had all these partners you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like who would want to be with this person like who would want me to be their wife yeah okay so I
0: didn't know we were gonna (laughs) and I know you didn't either I didn't know you didn't either but we we prayed you all before we hit record for Holy Spirit to have his way um so I think we're supposed to go here um, so you mentioned that you were sex trafficked. Yes. Right. And you were a prostitute.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So take us back, but you're not no more. Come on. Amen. God. <laughs> Amen. You have been Amen. Set, free, free.
1: Yeah. set free. Delivered,
0: transformed. Yeah. You're new. God said, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Man. behold all things have become new and you and I know each other and we're growing you know um in relationship and we have you know we know the verse in revelation I'll put in the show notes because I don't remember the exact chapter where it says we're overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and yep. we've talked about our testimony you know and you have said you know that you have to share your testimony you know you're supposed to share your testimony yep. Um, and I had a guest on before and she said, you know, she was basically saying the same thing. Like she knows that God was calling her to share her testimony and that she was grateful that there was this platform, right. For her to share through the podcast. So I know that that's a part of my calling gift or whatever you want to call it to encourage and push and provide space for women to share their testimony. So I would like because there's going to be someone listen to this and perhaps they're in that lifestyle right now. Yeah. Or they resonate with you because they were in that lifestyle before and I know you know, you know, probably people you ran with. Um they were in it with you, maybe they're not hopefully prayerfully, they're not anymore. So take us back to when you were in that lifestyle. What what do you believe caused you to be in that lifestyle
1: well um what kind of got me started is um so back when so long story short raised broken family parents divorced when I was young um originally I'm from Louisville my father had um after the my parents divorced my father had moved to Vegas so me and my siblings um back in like 96 i was about eight years old we have moved to las vegas to live with my father um, if anybody knows las vegas it is known as the city of sin <laughs> and that it is what it is um, no. Las Vegas is known for gambling, it's known for girls, strippers, dancers, like that's the the nightlife, like that's the lifestyle. So yeah, it's a, it's a lot that goes on, <laughs> a lot that goes on down there. So um, growing up there, so like as I was stating, um, at, when I was about 16 years old, my father, well he had remarried and then when I was 16, he had got a divorce. Um, at that time, I was a junior, uh, junior in high school. Um, And pretty much my father just kind of like just gave up and kind of just started doing his own thing. So he was living life as if he had no kids or kids. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I ended up uh, well, both of us, we ended up staying with my brother, one of my older brothers at the time, who was actually um, selling drugs. And actually in that lifestyle, he was at the time, a pimp who had prostitute, prostitutes, girls who, you know, went and sold their stuff, you know, in exchange for sexual activities. Um, so I had lived with him for, for a couple years. So being, I guess seeing that and being around that, um, I started to see the money, um, you know, I'd see the nice things, the clothes, the cars, all the stuff that came with it, the jewelry, all these nice things. And, you know, here I was, you know, a junior in high school, like, you know, no parents really. My mother lived in Louisville, Kentucky, you know, my father, you know, just doing his own thing. Um, I was working, even in high school, working two jobs, you know, not making a much, not making much. So to me, like, I was intrigued by that lifestyle. That's what I seen, you know, the music, you know, during that time, I listened to a lot of rap music, like, that's what it was about, like, that lifestyle, that lavish lifestyle, and just growing up, and just, you know, us never not having anything, like, I just started to want that for myself, like, I didn't want to struggle, you know, I was tired of being at the bottom, or the one that couldn't do anything, or the one that didn't have money to do anything, or go hang with my friends, um, and things like that. Yeah i started like you know i would ride with my brother as he dropped you know the girls off you know to their dates with these guys and stuff and you know we'd be out all night like they would probably come in at five o'clock in the morning i would just literally just ride in the back seat just to be out the house and stuff um so it wasn't until i um, got a little older graduated high school i'm 18 now um i think at that time um, I started, I got my own place and started living on my own. And I think my brother, I believe he might have been incarcerated, went to prison. Um mm-hmm. So I was, I was pretty much living on my own. I'm not even sure where my father was um, at that time. I believe he was still in Vegas, but we didn't really have a lot of contact. You know, I did have an older sister that lived there as well, but yeah. pretty much trying to find my way <laughs> on my own. And yeah. during that time during that time of being on my own, I was struggling. I wasn't making enough. Like I was making minimum wage. And back then was what, $5 and 75 cents. And the apartment I lived in, and it was actually like a hotel slash apartment where I had to pay like $175 a week. So I wasn't making ends meet. So yeah. it just came to the yeah. point, like I couldn't get no help. It was just me. I didn't know what else to do. So yeah. I reached out to one of my brothers, his girlfriend, uh, one of the girls that, you know, worked as a dancer and into that uh, nightlife (coughs) and stuff. And I asked her, I'm like, hey, do you know any guys that will pay? Like, you know, anything that I could do. So she actually turned me over to one of her clients, um, clients or whatever. So that's how I started like to survive, (laughs) you know, and basically pay for my bills. And then just as I got older, and then had a child of my own yeah. Um, yeah. kind of fell back into the same situation where I was struggling, could make ends meet. And, you know, I called on that same person and, you know, mm-hmm. I would meet with him and, you know, exchange for what he wanted, you know, I was able to get my bills paid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then just through the years um, I ended up, like I said, I only did that like really when I needed to. I ended up getting better jobs, um, but eventually, a couple years later, my brother he goes back to prison. Um, I started talking to one of, I guess, his cellmates inside the prison who was used to be a pimp, and just kind of started talking to him, and he just kind of got in my head and ear, you know, just about making money and things like that, and. I just, one day I just decided, you know what, I'm about to go in all full force and I quit my job and I moved to Miami. (laughs) Wow. How old were you at the time? Um, I would say around then I probably was 23 or 24. Yeah. So you were in Vegas. I was in Vegas. Um, yeah, moved to Miami, I think, um, my daughter at the time she was she had just turned three okay yeah so how long were you in miami um so i was in miami from only for about two years like two and a half years i left in 2011. okay what made you leave I just I I knew that wasn't the life for me and I never Mm -hmm. like even in the events like where I had called you know my brother's girlfriend up previously and asked her you know to get me hooked up with this guy so I could you know make some money to pay my bills Mm -hmm. I never Mm -hmm. I never that never really sat well with me um Mm -hmm. even though like I was very promiscuous you know growing up but for some reason, that that exchange just yeah. it made me feel disgusting. Like, I had, like, the only way I was able to do that, I started drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like, I mm-hmm. literally had to be so intoxicated where, like, I would just not be all the way in, like, the act because, yeah. like, I didn't want to remember it. Like, it was just yeah. it was too much for me to handle.
0: Yeah, yeah. So your move, leaving Miami, were you at the point where you were like, you know what, I'm done?
1: That too, but it, that too, but it was also, it was God. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, even when I lived in Miami and, you know, I would be out thinking, oh, I'm going to go, you know, make some money real quick. But I would run into people and we would just get to start talking about God. Wow. and it's like, after my conversation, I would just go back home. Yeah. You know, I, I love God. I knew God. You know what I mean? Our, my relationship with God wasn't always, always there, but, you know, we grew up in the church. Um, and I, I just, I always knew there was more. And it's just like, I felt like he would just send angels, <laughs> angels mm. to meet me. Yes. That's God. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. And even and even like when I would meet men, you know, sometimes like we'll get to talking and it's like, I'll get to talking and like, well, why are you doing this? And they're asking, well, why are you doing this? Yeah, and a, a lot, lot of yeah. times they're like, you're not like the other girls. Hmm. They're like, you're not like these people. Why are you out here? Like, you know, uh-huh. and it's just other people like that were in the nightlife, like clubs because we hung a hung a lot. Hung a lot. In clubs and in bars, and even people people that I meet working in the bars, they're like, "Why are you out here doing this? Like you're different. Mm. You're Mm. different." And even deep down inside, I knew I was different. Wow,
0: that is powerful, Ash. You are different. Amen.
1: (laughs) Amen. Yes.
0: Yes, and it reminds me of that verse where it says, "You know, we're a chosen generation, of royal priesthood." Um, Yes you know, when we are God's, he marks us. And I just think that is so, that's why I said, well, that's God, like you said, he had angel that you were working with, you know, like that was in this lifestyle with you saying, wait, there's something, there's something different. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, after you left Miami, where did you, where did you,
1: so um, I came back to Louisville. And mind you, it was tough because I hadn't lived in Louisville since I was eight years old, a child. And so yeah. for me to come back, it was hard. Um, I Originally, when I came back, I was like, oh, I'm going to be here for like a month or two. And then I was going to go on to Vegas. Um, I had actually drove, um, just me and my daughter, I had drove from Miami all the way to Louisville. Wow. Um, well and then yeah so that was like 14 hours um it's like 14 hours It's probably four she's probably going on five at this time and um we drove all the way i actually ended up stopping in nashville and then because I, I couldn't drive anymore so we actually i got a hotel and then the next morning got up continued
0: yeah yeah yeah. And that
1: was, you said 20? That was 2011. Um, okay. So, what actually happened was I had my father had lived and came, when I moved to Miami, I moved to Miami with also my brother, my older brother at the time. And he had moved to Miami with some girls. And then I had moved um, with Destiny. And then we ended up having my father come out. Um, so, at the time, when When I was finally like, I'm leaving, you know, Mm -hmm. because my dad was staying with me, he decided, you know, he was going to leave and he came back to Kentucky as well. So initially, when I first decided to come back, it was like, okay, like I knew God was telling me, okay, it's done. What Mm -hmm. I did was I came, I dropped Destiny off for my dad in Louisville and I went back to Miami for like another month and then I came back. Gotcha. Gotcha. So did you feel like, um,
0: well, um, let me not
1: put words in your mouth, but why did you, why did you? Well, one, I went back because it's like, I wanted to make sure like I had mm-hmm. money, you know, as far as I knew I like this lifestyle, you know, when you're making all this money, like my lifestyle out there, like my overhead each month, was pretty high. So for yeah. me to give that up of what I'm used to, it was just like, okay, oh like God. I'm gonna need some type of cushion. So that's why I went back. In hindsight, was like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and make some more, you know, make some more money, and I'm be good, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna come back. Mm-hmm. Wow, which to be great for <laughs> yeah. 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 No, definitely his grace. Definitely his grace and his covering. He covered me yes. because, you know, there's girls that I've met, you know, through the years, like when I was at that lifestyle, that are no longer here today. Like whatever the case was that happened or how they passed away, they're not here today. And there's some that, you know, went to prison or went to jail, you know, some that got their kids taken care taken away from them. And that's not my story. Yeah. So it's definitely his grace.
0: Yeah, yes, yes, wow. for sharing that peace.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that piece. So um, like in the verse, you know, our testimonies are so powerful. So um, what do you feel like, are some I don't know if I want to call them like lessons I don't know if this is on the question sheet but this is what <laughs> Just, just what do you feel like um, you know God was trying to show you in that in that period of time when you were
1: in that lifestyle you know while I was in that lifestyle I couldn't tell you what he was doing. I couldn't tell you. I just knew that he was there. Um, But looking back, it was like I had to go through it. Like, I, I had to go through it, and even coming out of it, like, yeah, I went back to make some more money so I could have a cushion, and, you know, I had just got a car before I moved, decided to move back. I had all these plans, and, you know, I had it set up. But when I came back, God stripped me stripped me of everything like I mm-hmm. lost the car that ended up getting repoed um e- even though at the time I was I was in school in Miami I was school in school online um so I was getting money from that which helped but I eventually I, I dropped out of school um I had to come back and live with my mom who at the time you know didn't live in a great soul neighborhood and you know I mm-hmm. would know she was struggling you know in her health um, and just with drug abuse. And like, it was horrible. (laughs) Like it was horrible and it was humility that he taught me. It was Mm -hmm. humility that is what I learned. And because after all that, like I had nothing, I had no means of money, my cushion ran out. You know, I had to get a job, like a real job, go back to the, you know, get a job. I hadn't had a job in like three, four years. Yeah. So it took a lot because it's like here I was making all this money and you telling me I gotta go get a job making eight dollars an hour, what?
0: Yeah.
1: That's not gonna work. (laughs) Mm. That's not gonna work. You know, I had to get on the you know, start taking the city bus. I had I had to go down to the welfare, apply for welfare.
0: Yeah.
1: Never been on welfare, you know, had apply for food stamps, had to get child support, like it was hard. It was hard because yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want yeah. to. <laughs> mm. But you But you had to. I, it, yeah. Hey, Amen. Like, I, I yeah. had to. Yeah. I had to. And what he showed me, like, because even people, even family, nobody would help me. Nobody would help me. And whether it was tough love or whatever the case may have been, nobody would help me. And God showed, like, I literally hit rock bottom. But what God showed me was I had to hit rock bottom mm. so I can stand on him. Mm. Nobody but God was going to help me. Yeah. That's who I needed in that season, in that moment. And really every season of my life is God. Yeah. Yeah. Hit yeah. rock bottom and met the rock.
0: <laughs> Come on. Listen. and. Wow. So what, um, like moving back and, you know, really, like you said, back on your feet, what were some like, I don't know, scriptures or even like practical things that keep going each day? What motivated you to keep going each day?
1: So... What really helped is when my mom, when I my mom lived um, in the California community, which is literally across the street from Saint Saint Stephen's Church. So I only did only what I knew how to do was go to God, and I just got up and I would go to church pretty much every time the doors Mm open. I was in service like it was that that's the only thing I could do, Um, but I was one of the verses and. Don't know the verse off him, but that he would never leave me nor forsake me. Yeah, and he didn't, and he hasn't. Yeah, yeah, and he won't, and he can't (laughs) 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 at all. Amen. And then then the other verse, and sorry, my mind is like running rampant right now, but he left the ninety nine for me. Like, literally, he came yes. down in my mess. He came all the way to Miami, <laughs> to South yeah. Beach, to get me.
0: Yeah, yes.
1: And, and yeah. it's not even that I was lost, because he knew where I was at.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but there was more. There yeah. was more. That wasn't... I wrote down the word... Um, because mm-hmm. when you were talking about, like, you know, living in Vegas and and that type of environment that we're around, you know, and even our, mm-hmm. you know, even your home environment, what your brother was doing. And I just wrote that down because our environment is so key.
1: It's, yes.
0: It, I don't know if it's everything, but it's, it's it can be, a you know,
1: a thing. No, it definitely is. Yeah. It definitely is. Wow. And so
0: you put yourself in the right environment, like you said, you know, living um, an amazing church where you can go and hear the word of God. Yeah. Right. And
1: worship. Yeah. Yeah. I I got to fall back in love with my father. Mm -hmm. Because I had so much shame. Like I was so much shame and yeah. condemnation and just condemn myself. Like I, I didn't want to tell nobody what I was, what I did, what I, what I was yeah. just doing. Like, yeah. like I was, I was gonna take that to the grave, you yeah. know. Yeah. But I was delivered of all that. I was healed of that. Amen. Like there is no more shame. There's no con condemnation. Like by the grace of God, I am oh, what yeah. I am. I. What yeah. that, that's who I used to be and I can talk yeah. about it now because yes. he has delivered me and I am free
0: come on that's so good so do you feel like there was a um turning point or pivotal moment where you were like you know what I'm not going to sit in shame I'm not going to care um, was there a moment like that for you or has it been
1: kind of stages
0: or level I feel like there's always levels
1: yeah I would say a level I would say a level because I was still even though like I have given my life back to God I you know was born again I was still struggling I didn't really I was stuck on what to do next I was still struggling with my flesh so a lot of times when I would meet people I guess it just depends who I was talking to my flesh i was talking out of my flesh my pride like you know because in that lifestyle like i had a big ego like i was mm. self-made you know what i mean mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it definitely was it definitely was a lot of levels to it um like you know i had to learn there is no self-made <laughs> yeah i
0: yeah. like
1: i'm, I'm god made i'm god's daughter mm-hmm. you know and that was just my story that was just a part of my story and honestly I would say it was just only probably a couple of years ago or maybe even before I got married, which was 2021, where I truly did not have any shame for it, mm-hmm. that I can truly speak about it and not feel ashamed. And I want to say probably that happened maybe either twenty around 2021 or 2020. Wow.
0: Was it a month? Was it a... Um... A moment, you know, for you then or a sermon you heard or you and your quiet time, like, take us back to
1: that moment. moment. So I actually, 2020, me and a friend, actually a friend of mine that I actually met in Miami in that lifestyle, um, who we've always been in contact. She's no longer, you know, in that lifestyle, born again. Mm-hmm. Around 2020, thank COVID, mm-hmm. we had started Sort of a podcast on Clubhouse called Holy Tea Connections. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. so, Holy Tea. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we would, so we were talking, and we would get on every Saturday morning and just wow. kind of share our testimonies. And it came, it just came out, you know, Holy Spirit yeah. came out. And yeah. I remember even after that um, episode, my friend, she's like wow, I didn't know we was going there. And I was like, I didn't either. But, you know, we have to, you know, some in my spirits, like we have to call it what it is because yeah. before, like, I didn't like to say, oh, I was a prostitute. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I was just saying,
1: oh, I was, you know, a lady of the night or I was a dancer or, you know, I never yeah. really called it what it is. And yeah. I was just like, that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. Mm. And uh, I want to say even a couple years before that, I had tried to get a job and you know, I've been arrested for that. So different counties put different things. One of them has solicit, has it as solicitation. Mm-hmm. And another time I got arrested, it's on my, um, in my report and it says prostitute. So I went, I was working for a job where they had offered me a position to be assistant manager. So they did like this deep, criminal background and that yeah. came up yeah that came up and yeah. pretty much i didn't get the position anymore mm. so mm-hmm. i think throughout the years it was moments like those that is like i really had to deal with this yeah because there was times like when i first started getting back to working after i had left miami like i didn't want to put that on my i didn't want to put that on my my um application
0: yeah
1: I try to word it a different way and so I was like nope (laughs) yeah you're gonna put what it is yeah you're gonna be honest on this application yeah
0: Yeah.
1: if it comes up it comes up if they have a question about it explain it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
1: wow that
0: is good and listen I know it's helping somebody I know it is I know this is helping somebody (laughs) It is because that, you know, when we are a shame that keeps. Yeah. You know, and I think about the word we're, we're called to be light. We are light. You know, when you are a child, he calls us the light of the world. And it goes on to say a city, and it's for me too. a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. At all. Made to shine. And so, of course, the enemy wants to comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he wants to steal that light. You know, he wants us to live in that shame where we're not effective or useful. Kingdom. Right. Right? Because if you never share your testimony, like even now, right? Like we don't know what the fruit will be. But I'm sure you can think about other times where you've shared your testimony, like on holy tea, you know. And <laughs> fruit of that, right? And now yeah. that I'm going here, you know, you have had opportunity to share, you know, your testimony, whether it was one-on-one, somebody, or in another um, environment. And that's going to continue to grow, Amen. So, have you yeah. um, seen what um, from sharing your story?
1: Peace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peace, peace of mind, freedom. Ooh, like I just, I feel free. You know, there's a time where I didn't like. I remember the first time I had to go back to Vegas. You know, after I left. Yeah. But I'm not that person anymore that I was before I left. So, at first, like I'm scared. <laughs> like yeah. I was nervous to go back, but now it's like you know I go back and visit my family. I have peace. Yeah. Like I know I'm free, you know, and I believe that God delivered me for a reason so I could go back into that environment. So yeah. I could go back and, you know, possibly share my testimony that would help pull somebody else out.
0: Yes. So oh, good. Amen. That peace, I'm telling you. Listen. <laughs> Ooh, listen, y'all, the peace that surpasses all understanding. The peace of God is every, everything. Praise yes. God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> listen, when you have peace, you cannot have anything else. You know what I'm saying? But when you have peace, you have everything. Yeah. Wow. Amen. Yeah. Um, so, I want to flip a little bit. Um, okay. And I didn't say this at the beginning, but um, we got to know each other um, better and better because of our daughter's relationships. Yes. <laughs> so, shout out to Bam Bam.
1: <laughs> yes, shout out, Fam Bam.
0: Jesse <laughs> and Kyla, they are so precious to us, precious to God. Um, and you know, you had
1: destiny when you were, did you say 18? Um, I got pregnant at 18, I was 19. Oh, yeah, okay, Half 18, a little bit 19. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, what, um, I guess, what do you, when did you share with destiny about you know the lifestyle you were in, you know? And what are some things that are making sure that you are pouring into her?
1: So, yeah, so she, um, so right back 2021, when I was doing Holy Tea Connections podcast on Clubhouse, I was actually doing it in her bedroom and she was helping me set up my technology. So she was actually (laughs) right there when I said it. So I'm like, okay. gotta have the conversation now so she was probably maybe 14 or 15 yeah 14 or 15 so um you know just kind of like after the episode I was like did you hear what I said and she was like yeah and I'm like do you know what that is what that meant or what that is she's like no um so I kind of gave her a basic definition of it yeah. I didn't really go into it. And then just really through the years, as she, like, may hear me share my testimony, you know, we'll talk more about it. Um, yeah. I don't think she's ever really asked questions about it. I kind of just opened that door and just kind of talked to her about it. You know, obviously, when we started talking about boys and, you know, doing the things that you're not supposed to be doing for marriage before marriage. Um, <laughs> right, right. And that just right. kind of came out because, you know, I'm sharing <coughs> my story of how I was. In what she, I'm telling her, so you cannot, you know, don't follow my steps yeah, in that matter. Yeah. yeah <laughs> in that matter, yeah. so, so yeah, so yeah, that's um, how she learned about that. Um, yeah. And still, and yeah, we still haven't really went all into the deep of it yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Eventually, one day, yeah, next time. As
0: yeah, as Godly.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. As God, and, and I'm will. sorry,
1: what was your okay?
0: Oh, yeah, just what are some things that you are instilling into her because she is getting older? Tears like they're, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so, Destiny is a senior in school, OMG. So,
1: yes, yeah, so I know y'all
0: have a life. life. I'm saying, a life. I'm just like, these girls are growing up. You all are having a life conversation. So what are some things that, like, that you're wanting to instill,
1: that you are instilling in her? First and foremost, you know, you know, I tell her, like, your most important relationship that you will have, that you need, is with God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God before everything else. Um, and just, like, as she, like, you know, graduates high school, and then she would start making her own kind of schedule around her work schedule and her school schedule. And, you know, I just try to instill to her, like, to keep still keep that time open for God. Like right now yeah. we, we go to church, you know, on Sundays, Sundays, or we know that it's a no work day. Amen. You know, Wednesdays, yeah. it means no, we nope we got to be at church, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And to keep that going. Don't stop. Yeah. And, you know, make other time, you know, where you're in your word, in your Bible, spending time with him. You know, you got to learn how to choose what's important and what's not, what's priority and what's not. Yeah. You know, especially at a young age, you know, I know it's exciting, you know, all these things, all these events, all these things that you could do. But what's going to be most important right now?
0: Yeah. And forever.
1: And that will follow you. Yeah. through The rest of your life. Yeah, that's good.
0: And that you know, like I th- tell her,
1: yeah, and it's like I tell her, like you know, keep God first. I mean, everything else will fall into its place. That's it. <laughs> that I love it. It's just a joy, you all, to see. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's just a joy to see yeah. to see how he's growing,
1: and yeah, she's a she's a she's <laughs> precious.
0: She is, and I love it, y'all so much um and I said I was gonna have like all this on the podcast so we'll have to do that at some point yes,
1: let's are. do it let's do it <laughs> it'll be fun it'll be hilarious we'd we'll be cracking up the whole time. it's gonna be hilarious
0: <laughs> yes um <laughs> <laughs> okay so you talked about um starting school so have you already or
1: class starts tomorrow oh whoo- on the 23rd Yes. August 23rd in the 23rd year. Amen. Yes. Come on. And that's the Jordan. my shepherd. I shall not want. Oh, come
0: on. Yes. I'm 23. Look, I'm over here like Jordan. Yeah. Three.
1: Yes. 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 So. Yes. Yeah. So um, I got accepted into the master's program for marriage and family therapy at Campbellsville University. I love it. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you.
0: So family is so important to you. It and really I know is.
1: this.
0: Yeah, it really is. It really and I is. know this. I'm, you like, know, just being around you. Yeah, you go hard for your family.
1: Yeah, I'ma go. I'm gonna go hard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Period. Yes. So um what wisdom advice would you give to someone who's like I I got some stuff going on with my family, like, and I see what's going on and I want to help whatever it may be, whatever the issue may be, but they feel like, cause I feel like this is how you feel. Like you are the one for your family, right? Yeah. Like that a part one. Yeah. And I just believe, you know, and pastor preached a message about this. I guess it was, was it last year when he talked about Noah? Yeah, Noah being the one, and he and thank you, God. He even <laughs> this, um, he even talked about it. I'm relating to what he preached on this past Sunday about John the Baptist being the one, the forerunner, right? Mm-hmm. And we he had us declaring, "I am John the Baptist." And when he did the Noah series, it's like we're for our family, and I believe that you have been called to be the one for your family. You're the set apart one. So for somebody else. You know what? As I look back over my life, as I look at what God is stirred on the inside of me, I'm that one for my family. What wisdom would you give on how to like be the one? <laughs> what listen, does that look
1: like? Drag them on the ark. <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just I it. Y'all better get out of here. <laughs> get uh, get on. Listen, it's time to go. Um, <laughs> listen, take it, take it to God first. Take everything. You yeah. you have to take it to God first. You take it to God. And I'm still learning. I'm still learning this. Um, And to love your family and give them grace, you know, just as God gave the same grace that God gave you, we have to give it to our family. And it is hard. It is tough. And you will get hurt, you know, but just trust in God and you have to give it to God first. And I'm really, for me, uh, what's been prominent in my life, you know, majority of this year is, you know, Psalms 46.10. 4610 be still and know that I am God and I have when situations arise I have to be still and I have to let God be God because sometimes like we'll try to put our hands on things and God's like no nope, yeah take it off <laughs> like yeah. back up like I got this yeah
0: and- yeah, I'm actually looking at. I have like prayer cards, and it has that verse on there: "Be still and know that I am God." And then I was like, I gotta put it. so that every time I'm in this room, I see it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, we have uh, this year. <laughs> I know. And listen, it
1: just it it hasn't went away. Like every yeah. like that's it. Like that's that's really that's it <laughs> yeah. for um, me. Like, and I yeah. and it's just like in all things like you have whether it's good, whether it's bad, you're on a mountain, you're in a valley, like be still and know that he's mm-hmm. got <laughs> like Yeah. Period.
0: That's it. So what does that look like practically for you? Because you mentioned it like when you're and I just think about, you know, you talked about your lifestyle as, you know, in prostitution and that lifestyle is very hustle and grind. Get your money, you know, like right. get it, go right. after it. Right. Um and so living a life of in relationship with him and communion and fellowship with him. And he's saying, be still Mm -hmm. (laughs) and know that I am God, but God, here's a situation in front of me. And I know what needs to be done, or I think I know what needs to be done. And if I do this, this will help. And I'm talking to myself as well as I'm how do you, and how have you, and you said you're still growing in that and we all are. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. What has that looked like practically for you, maybe even recently, or if you, you know, reflect on
1: this year to be still and know that he is God? So for me, like I have a control issue. <laughs> like <laughs> I like to control everything the day my um, I plans my organize like plan everything like every moment. Even I try to plan people's reactions to stuff like, you know, just creating scenarios yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. one thing I'm finding out, you know, about being still is to one rest, not even just in the physical sense of things, but rest in him, rest in his mm-hmm. word, get in your word, you know, mm-hmm. meditate on his word and be still and sometimes like well majority of the times it's in It's in those still moments where I truly hear from God. Where I can hear his next direction, what I'm supposed to do in this situation. Because sometimes if we try to take the lead on things and try to react immediately to something, it goes wrong. But if we have time to really sit and be still and get in our prayer closet and wait for God to speak or move like that's for me that's being still yeah oh,
0: so good sis <laughs> so so good well I want to thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode you're welcome
1: you're welcome <laughs> glad yeah, to be cool. here thanks for having me
0: Yes, you're so welcome. Um, is there, and I'm going to ask you this final question. What do you feel like next
1: in your faith journey? Next, well, <laughs> I am working on my autobiography. Um, this is something that, you know, God, has been on me about and i have been disobedient and pushing it off and pushing it off but um there is a sense of urgency for me to um get it out there get my story out there uh, for me to come out of hiding um i think far too long just because of you know my upbringing and you know life experiences that i had to go through um i've been muted my voice has been silent but um I've been restored. My voice is restored. So yes. it's yeah, it's time. Um, it's just time. It, the time is now to get that I love out it. there.
0: Yes, you know I love it. Yes, <laughs> I love it. So um, yeah, you all, you all stay tuned um, because Ashley is coming soon, and so. Whenever you're listening to this, you know, go to my show notes. Um, I'll probably information. I'll update it when her book is out with a link so that you all can purchase it. Um, so that you can sub- not only purchase it for yourself, but purchase um, her book, her sharing her story for somebody else because it's going to be transformational. It's going to be transformational, and God is glorified.
1: Amen. Amen. You to get all the glory. Yes, absolutely. Yes, we are
0: cheering you forward. You got it. You got this. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode. Let us know what you thought. Um, what were your takeaways? So be sure to leave a review. And if, or if if you're on Apple, you can leave a review. And if you're on Spotify, you already know what to do. You can um, answer the question word are asked. Your takeaway, and we would love to hear from you. Ashley, thank you
1: again. Thank you. I appreciate All you. Right. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. Love you, sis. All right. Love you.
0: Hey, my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Vision Speak Live. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. And if you did, I would love for you to rate this podcast and write a review. That only helps us get this out to more people. Also, subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss new episodes. Again, thank you so much for tuning in.